Ask a Vet, answering your questions. Each episode, I'll be reviewing questions submitted by constituents online and give you an opportunity to ask me questions on topics of interest or concern. You can submit questions by visiting my Facebook or Instagram and clicking on the link in my bio. Now, of course, there'll be a lot of questions coming in. So what we'll do each episode is just look at the most common questions and try to address those ones that you know are being asked the most. Now, this is the first episode. So what we've done is just had a look at the type of questions that are coming into my electorate office and give you a response to those. The first, of course, is about the Palaszczuk government's reshuffle. So as I'm sure many of you know, I'm no longer the Minister for Health and Ambulance Services, and I have returned to being the Attorney General Minister for Justice, and I'm also now the Minister for the Prevention of Domestic and Family Violence. So what does this mean? Well, we know reshuffles happen, and I do want to take an opportunity to say what a privilege and honour it was to be the Minister for Health and Ambulance Services and to represent our hardworking health workers. And I want to give them a huge shout out to say thank you. It was wonderful, amazing, in fact, to watch them at work each and every day and to support them in the work that they do, whether it's through getting them better wages and conditions or helping reform the system to take pressure off them. It was a privilege to be able to see this state through COVID, but importantly, to start us on uh, what is the most significant reform our health system has seen in decades with our capital infrastructure, the biggest ever invested in health and also in mental health, $1.6 billion over the next uh, five years. So I look forward to seeing that rolling out as part of the Palaszczuk government. It was great being health and ambulance minister. I know people might think that's strange to say that, you know, it was a tough job, but it was rewarding as well. My new role, which is my old role, uh, one that I was in for six years and It was amazing to have the opportunity to put through so many significant historic reforms for this state. As Attorney General Minister for Justice means I get to look after so many diverse things in our communities and across this state. I'm responsible for over 200 pieces of legislation. I look after all of our courts. I oversee many of our statutory authorities, including the Crime and Corruption Commission and Legal Aid, the Ombudsman, the Electoral Commission, the Public Trustee, and I also look after the Office of Liquor and Gaming, Office of Fair Trade. So yes, you'll hear me talking about bitumen bandits and toy safety, button batteries and lemon laws again to keep our consumers safe in our communities. And of course, as you heard, I look after domestic and family violence and we have amazing stakeholders and volunteers out there who work tirelessly because we know this is a growing concern in our community. It's what our police spend most of their time on now responding to domestic and family violence calls and we need to stop this cycle of harm in our community. So I have a lot more to say about this role going forward. Uh, But whatever role I serve in the government, it is one that I feel is a privilege and an honour to do. We never know how long we hold these roles for, but my approach has always been this that I'm going to use every moment that I'm in that role to make a difference. And I'm proud of what I've been able to do as a minister over the last eight years in my various roles. And I look forward to continuing to do that in the future. So look forward to telling you more and more about what I'm doing in my new areas of responsibility. And of course, as the local member for Redcliffe. Another question I've been asked is around the laws that I've recently introduced into Parliament as the Attorney General. Uh, which will now go through a parliamentary committee process. And that justice and other legislation amendment bill 
has two really important changes in it. First, it is removing the restrictions prohibiting the identification of defendants charged with rape and other prescribed sexual offences before committal. Now, we are only one of two jurisdictions in the entire country that still has this prohibition on identification of the accused. But we don't do that when it comes to accused murderers or those who are accused of manslaughter and taking the lives of their children. We don't do that for serious drug trafficking or serious assault. So the time has come to remove this outdated law. It stems from what is referred to as the rape myth, which is victims, and victims can be men or women, but predominantly they are women coming forward reporting sexual offences. And they were seen as less credible witnesses than other people coming forward reporting crimes. Well, that view should not exist and is unacceptable in today's age, and it certainly shouldn't exist in our laws in this state. So I'm very proud that we've introduced that legislation recently. And secondly, it's recognition of the death of an unborn child where that death has occurred because of the criminal conduct of someone else. So now, with this new law, once it's passed, it means at time of indictment, that indictment can recognise the loss of that unborn child. At time of sentencing, it can be an aggravating factor, which means a higher sentence can be attributed to the accused, where it is a serious offence. Importantly, family members, parents, siblings will be able to talk about the trauma of the loss of that unborn child in a victim impact statement prior to sentencing being determined. And lastly, the government will, through our Victims Assist, uh, provide funeral expense assistance for the cost of a funeral of an unborn child. We think that's really important at a time of such trauma, whether it's the mother themselves and the unborn child's lives being lost or just the unborn child. We don't want to see that family having to carry that additional burden of paying for the cost of uh, bearing their unborn child. So we believe that these laws go some way into providing more balance and a more just and fair justice system uh, for Queenslanders. And I'm very proud that we have introduced these laws recently. Got a question for Yvette? Visit Yvette Darth MP on Facebook or Instagram and click on the link in her bio.